1159 at Radio Free America, and this is Uncle Sam with music and the truth until dawn. Right now, I've got a few words for some of our brothers and sisters in the occupied zone. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song. To a new media. We'll talk behind the scenes of 2A Media, so grab a camera, microphone, your keyboard, or a phone, and join in the creation of 2A Media Online. We'll be talking nuts and bolts, give some tips and tricks, as well as discussing software, online platforms, how to network, finance, and have fun with your 2A projects. All right, welcome everybody to our Daily Gun Show. We come to you live every weeknight at midnight, and we talk about guns and other things. And on Mondays, like DJ said, we talk about um, behind the scenes, what it's like to create content. And part of all of that, well, uh, parts of all of that have to do with the uh, with what we'll be going to talk about tonight. So we have Angelina on from Owl and Anchor, which is uh, a custom graphics shop, and um supplier out of california um we've known each other now for i don't know probably a bunch of years and uh over the years i've worked on projects together we've done interviews before so i was just talking off air that hey let's consider this like season two or you know episode two of our uh interview kind of conversation thing but then we're getting a bunch of kind of basic questions so why don't we start off with for a couple minutes? First off, thanks for jumping on or joining us tonight. And then um, I guess take a couple minutes, introduce you and Alan Anchor if you want, and then we'll dig into a chat about whatever we're gonna chat about. I guess I'll just preface it before I let you go with, uh, this is a live conversation. I'll start sharing the screen here and uh, we dedicate, you know, maybe a third quarter of the screen there to the live comments. So feel free to be part of the conversation. With that, thanks again for joining us. And uh, if you would, tell us about you and the company. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me on. It's uh, it's always fun to hang out. And I was thinking about it. I think we might have known each other for like seven years, I think. I don't know. I'm bad at math. But a while. Definitely. And the whole time you've had Alan Anchor and in those that time, I think when I first started uh, watching you do stuff or paying attention to your Instagram was when you're doing the two color decals and you had already been doing patches, but you know, patches are come and go and people get into them and you've grown with your patches and stuff. We might talk about that if the conversation takes us that way. But um, remember doing the two uh color decals and I had done some decal stuff some sign work in one color which was bad enough but uh remember that's that era if that helps on your end oh yeah yeah for me it was in the middle of gun channels so I had so much juggling at the time I remember when you came around you started hanging out and then uh, making stickers or uh, helping folks out with decals and things uh who are doing channels over on gun channels so that's when I started going, oh, okay, there's somebody who's here as an ally to help out. And I guess that's what I figured we chat about tonight 
is what did I have on the thumbnail? Like supporting two A businesses in 2022. So I've been now for a while, but you've been in business for how long? Um, we have been in business for I believe five five to seven years. I guess I guess we'll say five years, like officially. Um, but the whole. Uh, I guess I would say the main direction from the get-go has, has primarily been, um, you know, 2A. So I really, and I mean, this is probably like Alan Anchor 101, like, you know, five-year ago interview type thing. Um, but I really kind of got into it because uh, <clears throat> a friend of mine had a, had a friend who couldn't get any decals made for his business because he owned a gun shop and people just wanted nothing to do with it and i think he went to two or three places and they just kind of told him to kick rocks on the whole thing and i was like yeah I'll do i mean i don't care you know i'll do it who cares so um you know that that guy had a good experience and recommended me to someone else and then it kind of you know as it does it snowballs from there and, um, you know, we've definitely had a lot of interesting clients through the years, for sure, and a lot of really cool opportunities. So it's been fun. It's been a fun however many years. Trying to ask questions. I'm going to just go with something. Woods basically has been putting questions up here, but everyone else is free to throw questions out if you want. But I don't want to – I know stuff, and I don't want to say stuff that – is off the record or would lead into stuff we don't need to talk about. But um, that was, that's great intro. So just to kind of do a basic question, uh, why the owl and or the anchor for the name of the company? Uh, that was actually kind of a, a joke between my sister and I because my dad's English. So it sounded like an English pub and we thought it was funny. And then just kind of ran with it because I honestly was just doing this um, on the side from college. So I didn't really expect it to go anywhere. So I did like, I mean, you know, you don't really put that much into it. And you just think it's kind of a side thing that you do for a year or two and then move on to something else. So it's kind of a goofy name. And to be honest, this is like not what... I personally would have picked for the long term, but it's kind of, I think it kind of gets you somewhere because it's weird. So like it stands out and people remember it. So that's why the, the Allen anchor, it's just a, it's a weird joke. Well, and you played with it. Uh, let me see. Do I have an Instagram up? I'll grab my Instagram. I posted a picture of a bunch of my, uh, patches that I've had that aren't on a patch panel or in the van or something uh, over on my Instagram here eventually my internet will come up and you've well if I can get this to show up big enough you've had some fun with the uh, design of the logo you oh know, yeah playing I, mean, like... it. I can't get it to get big because it's stupid Instagram but uh, with the design well with the owl a part of it or just uh the word, I don't know what to call that, the, the lettering. Like the typography of it, I guess. There you go. Yeah, the fancy word, the typography. 
so I've got quite a few, and those are some of my favorites, really, like the uh, uh, different takes on the, I don't know, themes, I guess, of them. Yeah, I like to, I mean, at the, I guess at the end of the day, I suppose I'm kind of an artist in a way. Um, so a lot of this stuff, like, I just do it because I like it. And I just think it would be cool. And, you know, when it comes to the Alan Inker logo, that's when I really get to do something that I enjoy or think is rad. Because all day I'm just making gun logos basically like you know like total like tactical dude kind of thing and uh when it comes to alan anchor logo i mean i can do whatever i want who cares it's you know it's my thing so i like to i like to have a little bit of fun with it there and um actually use it in a way to kind of show off some skills because like the uh for instance the shot show the um what was it i think shot show 2019 i feel like because the last two years i have no idea what year it is um but 2019 i did that like the stardust sign in las vegas so it was kind of like a you know look what we can do we can make something cool and unique for your business too yeah so it was a flashback thing it was subtle and it had uh, the your logo incorporated into it, and then you know the, it was easy to read. And I don't think it had any glow in it, but the detail was pretty awesome. So yeah, as a business card type of patch, as a commemorative a shot show, and like you know people wanting to grab cool swag from the show, like it had all of that. Was, well, most of the time you do that with. Uh, I guess you you, you pay him at Shot Show for your uh, new designs like that for the logo designs. It's pretty much coincided with Shot Show, right? Yeah, I usually um, I usually try to bring something cool to Shot Show because you know I'm in a lot of the patch groups on Facebook and stuff like that. So, um, you know, you know, I mean, and you know just how the patch world is. Like, it's cool to get the limited edition shot show patch from this booth. So I try to show up with something cool. And then the last two ones I've done, I try to have like an old Vegas theme because you're in Vegas. Why not? So I've been doing, you know, the whole neon sign thing. And you can actually see the golden nugget one in your picture in the bottom. Right. right. Well, <laughs> I was trying to wiggle my mouse. I can't get it to go much bigger. I can wiggle it in front of the screen here better though. And that's not something that people could ever buy, right? You pretty much had to get one handed or get it in order, that kind of thing. Oh yeah, I think um, I think we did end up putting like ten or so on the site because everyone like there's you know a lot of people don't get to go to Shot Show, but for the most part you had to you had to be there, and you could probably give me a patch too to get one. So let me, I was going to ask a question here for anyone to interrupt you before, but when you mentioned something there, I hadn't, I'm just curious because it's been a while since we've chatted about it, but what's the ratio of the work y'all do? Is it, you know, you've got the morale patches, which are available on the store or at the Etsy, uh, and then the morale patches that like woods, right? For like individuals or projects or campaigns or something. 
but then I'm sure a chunk of your work is badges and companies and labels and all the, you know, we're going to say like the non-flashy stuff or the stuff that isn't, uh, you know, it's, it's branded or something. So is it 50-50 or is it some other? What's the ratio of that stuff that's not for that's not necessarily for sale in the store. It's put that way. Custom work. I guess maybe that's a, that's the way to say it. What's the ratio of custom to morale patch side? I would probably say it's about uh, 70% custom work. So in that, I would include uh, banners, business cards, tablecloth, just general design work stickers patches wristbands you know like all the stuff basically stuff for everyone else because that's really so um, like 70 percent of your time is is working to support small businesses and then only a portion of that is going to be actual patches because you still do decals and the other uh merch uh, uh logo merch that they might want to sell or use for setup or whatever like for their uh exhibits or um which i say the uh tables at a trade show or something or a gun show so in other words you're spending 70 percent of your time on stuff that's design and projects but not necessarily always patches all the time yeah i would say yeah definitely at least 70 percent i mean um, the retail store, you know, allenanchor.com or the Etsy is really what I guess I would describe as more of like, at first, just a passion project, like just, hey, I think it'd be cool to sell a patch that says this. So here you go. Because like I said, I mean, a huge, huge portion of our business is making stuff for other businesses and getting stuff done for them so they can represent their brand and have, you know, the best space forward. And that's really our focus. But um, like, I mean, the patches, there's one that's my dog turned into a patch <laughs> because, you know, I just thought like that would be rad. So, um, yeah, it's definitely, definitely at the, you know, the heart of Allen Anchor is supporting other businesses and, um, making sure other businesses are able to market and brand effectively. So how often do folks come to you for the whole thing or do they come to you with like a task? Like I, I, I have this, this is what I need done. Or do they come with you? Like, what do I do? Uh, or do you it's probably six of one, half the dozen of the other where it's, um, you know, a lot of holster companies, for instance, that's a pretty big chunk of our business is here's my logo. I need 300 stickers. So, you know, we make 300 stickers and send them. And we, you know, we have a huge focus on getting stuff out timely because these are businesses as well. They want this stuff yesterday because they're trying to get their product out. So with that in mind, you know, we're hustling, we're getting shit out the door. Um and I mean, on the other side, we, I have people who show up and say, Hey, uh, I'm thinking about starting a business doing this. I want a logo that has water and an elephant in it. Here you go. 
And, you know, then we start from, all right, here you go. Here's your logo. Here's colors. Here's this. Here's that. Um, and I mean, there's lots of people that are like, this project's, you know, important, but I don't have that much interest in what it looks like or I don't have the ability. So, like, they, they don't, they're like kind of hands off, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, you know, there's, people that have all kinds of different talents and some people their talent is not coming up with something cool for a sticker to stick in their packages but they know that you know people like stickers how many times you know have you bought something and there's a sticker in it and you're like oh that's rad i got a little you know free gift um so they kind of hand that over to us i mean there's a major firearms retailer who had a rifle and they said hey we need a logo for this and that's the logo that is on the rifle today so there's you know all kinds of different little projects that pop up and interesting when somebody does something like that do they put a thing or what do they call that like a you're not allowed to talk about it thing an nda yes yeah 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 that's why I was I was a little vague about that one, but um, but yeah, I mean, there's 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 companies that we make patches and stickers for that I can't tell you we make their patches and stickers, but when you know when people post their shot show pictures of all their patches and stickers they got, you know, I laugh because I made half the stuff on there, so. <clears throat> Oh, DJ is coming through with a lot of really good questions. Yeah, I'm using a little star thingy, so I'm going to go through them in order just because it's tougher to filter them. Uh, oh, I can do this. Uh, so Wood, Wood said earlier, I'm curious about what makes you motivated when you're not feeling it. Uh, it's not like you can get fired. Well, I guess you can technically get fired. Well, I mean, in a way you can get fired. Um, yeah, I can definitely get fired in a way. But what keeps me motivated is, honestly, I live in Southern California. Like, you can imagine what my rent is. It's pretty much that. I mean, I also, I do enjoy self-employment to an extent. It's like, it's, I started doing this because I thought I'd have all kinds of time to, like, do all the stuff I want to do. And now I just work harder than I ever have in my life for the most part, so... And all the time. That's the fun part, constantly. Yeah. I mean, you know, I try to, like, plan a vacation. And part of the vacation is, well, can I bring my laptop and get some work done, like, every day? Uh, Next one is, again, from Woods. Uh, Do you think being 2A is an overall benefit or hindrance, I'm assuming, to the company? Or just being in California and doing being a business owner in California or a business owner in general? Um, I can definitely say from experience that being 2A friendly is kind of a, it can be a hindrance and it can be a, what's the opposite of a hindrance? Like an opportunity or an open storage? Yeah, it can open a door, but like, um, so, I mean, I've gotten feedback 
both in person and emails and whatnot, basically like, I would love to buy from you. However, you have X, Y, Z on your website. So, um, but there's also on the flip side and, you know, more positive note, I've gotten a ton of business, a ton of things, a ton of feedback that basically is, you know, yeah, I like that you guys do this. So I would love to support you. Here's my money. And they tell their friends. So, I mean, it's a blessing and a curse, I guess. So on long lines of that question, I'm assuming it would be the same if you post a picture of a badge because you've done, you're allowed to talk about, you've done a ton of different departments and agencies, badges, if I just say it generally like that, where they'll take their metal badge and do it in PVC or embroidered or whatever. And then, you know, custom stuff you can do. So let's say you post something about a badge or you're letting people know, hey, you can do badge work. And then somebody's going to come along and go, oh, I don't like the police or I don't think you should be be working with blah, 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 or blah, 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 boot, jack booted thugs or whatever. So there's going to be people who are all mad about that. And then uh, you post something with swears on it, I was going to say, because you don't do all kinds of stuff with swears on it. And I'm sure people are like, oh, I don't want to, I don't even like, you know, I don't post all, I don't repost everything with swears. If I don't want swears on my own channel or something, right? So you got to deal with that. So I imagine, right, you have, and there's probably other things like, oh, I don't like PVC patches or something, you know, whatever other glitches people have. So where it is, along lines of his question where does 2a fall into being a hindrance compared to some of the other hurdles you got and maybe being in california i've had people when i'm talking about the company go oh blah, 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 they're in california and i'm assuming because you're a girl you probably get all kinds of people like oh i didn't know a girl's running this thing uh yeah actually I'm like, okay, I'm like so glitter all over my patches yeah there's no, no nail polish was on this envelope how, how was i to know um, but yeah, I mean, I would say in all honesty, yeah, I mean, is it any more than any, any of the other 800 million things you can like not want to buy from someone for? Probably not. Um, yeah, I mean, I have, you know, people that they don't support the company anymore because of something they think that maybe they heard. So, you know what I mean? There's like, tons of stuff there's you can pick one thing out and run with it all day for something someone's always going to be unhappy but for the most part i mean you know it kind of is what it is and uh i don't think the two ways any more of a hindrance than anything else other than um you know there's always someone that just kind of is a little more wound up about it, I guess I would say, or a little more looking for upsetness in that. I don't know. Well, because it's like a political topic, maybe. You're like going to find people that are looking for something to be upset about, and then they stumble across something you got. Now, oh, look, here's, here's just what I was thinking about getting upset about. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, kind of, so here's kind of an example of that is um, my husband actually was posting a bunch of patches and stuff in an EDC group, and someone else commented on it and was like, oh, that's really cool. You know, I really want to grab this patch and sent him a link and whatever. Then a few hours later, gets a comment that says, 
Um, yeah, I would love to buy them, but there was a bunch of anti-Biden stuff, so I'm not going to. And they were they were from Canada, so it was kind of like you know. I mean, we're all free to vote with our wallet, right? So, whatever. But it was kind of just like, all right, well. Well, I mean, again, one of the things I value is that you're willing to do your thing. So, I mean, like I, I'm assuming that the reason you're still in business and able to continue to grow is because other people value that also. You don't have to agree with everything everybody does. Otherwise, we'd be weird drones. But uh, certainly you can find things to complain about, right? And then it's up to those people. I guess there's probably people that we don't know about that get upset. But those people that choose to let us know, it's always interesting, I guess. How yeah. how often does somebody decide to let you know about some problem they got with your stuff or your posts or something like that? Um, I would say probably at least once or twice a month, someone will actually put. Well, that's not bad. Yeah, you guys post all the time, and you have a lot of stuff. And now that I'm just listed a bunch of stuff, I don't want to feel bad. But you know, there's like a plenty of opportunity for people to have a fit about something, and you're definitely out there. So I'd say that rate, that kind of rate, doesn't seem too bad. Hopefully, it's not frustrating for you. Oh yeah, and the the cop one is actually. That's probably the one you hear the most. And Which is the same because that's cool. And that in well, I don't know. I mean, hopefully you're not, you know, you're creating opportunity for both for both what's the word? Uh awareness both ways, right? Because how could somebody they'd have to be oblivious to get the stuff if they didn't have some either not you know, no no care what you're doing with your other stuff or supporting your other stuff right because it's right there on your site you know they're clicking past it to get to custom patches so they either could care less or they're like yeah right on right they're certainly not oh this is offending me so much we're not even getting our badges here so anyway i'm thinking that's some sort of bridge making oh, yeah. there some and extent. like the federal government has gone on my website and emailed me about patches since Biden's been in office. And there's like so many like that. He lives Biden with the mask on his ear thing. Like, so take that for what you will, I guess. But yeah. Well, and I think that's also an indication that like not that many people are looking for things to find defense about, you know, you can have an opinion and just move right on. Right. I think most people do if they even have the opinion. So let me get to DJ's. Uh, DJ says he likes your use of pop culture and the humor that comes through many of your designs. Have there been any projects you've left on the table because of copyright? Yes, absolutely. A ton of them. How about turn stuff away? Like somebody comes to you with like, oh, you know what would be awesome? Let's take the Coca-Cola thing and do this to it. <laughs> you're like, uh, no. Does that happen a lot or do people kind of figure that out before they come to you? Uh, most people, most people kind of have it figured out. There have been a few things like I did once get asked to make a bunch of swastika patches and I said no because I mean, I'll pretty much make anything that anyone's going to pay me for, but I just didn't really feel like that was appropriate or needed. So <clears throat> I uh, I just chose not to do that. 
Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I can't blame you on that one. So DJ asks another one. When it comes to your own patch collecting, what do you focus on? I um, sorry, I was looking at some for my own patch collection. What I really like is patches that people have given me. So like you know, if you meet someone and get their patch. Um, or like a friend sends you a patch because they think that you think it's cool. I don't really buy a bunch of patches anymore. Um, if it's something like I think is really cool, like I'll totally buy it. But that's kind of few and far between. But yeah, I mostly uh, mostly that. Like I guess I guess I would call them sentimental patches, memento patches. I don't know. And then do you have like a type or something like, uh, or is it, uh, I mean, I guess if they're random patches from people's own, uh, whatever their branding is or something that they've come up with, that's going to be fairly random. But, uh, well, I guess, uh, you know, like some people like the cartoon character stuff. Some people like the different flag takes. Some people like the, what do you call like the, rebranded band uh branding or something so i guess there's no like types of patches you like more than others this is kind of tough it's asking somebody who deals with patches constantly about yeah it is that is kind of tough because i do i do see a lot of i see a lot of patches all the time but i will say that if I guess if I had to go live on a desert island and I could have like one patch panel that I select to come with me, I would probably pick like, I guess I would pick like high detail PVC patches because there's such a pain in the ass to make that once you like pull a really good one off, like, you know how when you're making a you patch, you appreciate panel, it. Yeah, like you're just like, man, that was not some shit that took me five minutes to make. This thing like made me want to die 80 times. So I, I guess I would say that because it they're just it's a whole other level. It's like way harder to make. It's way harder. You know, and you got like, I mean, you know, if you have a patch with like 10 colors in it, it's not as easy as saying like, yeah, just put red, green, yellow white whatever there's like a particular red a particular green and they all gotta look good together yeah like a big thing like a peace sign it's just one big color with another color behind it you know no detail at all versus something um what well, do i have this thing up on the screen still like you know one of these like the owl one what do you call your owl one owly no woodsy no what do you call this one The one that's got the sweatshirt. Uh oh, just the I guess the street owl. I don't know. I never really had a name for him. I don't think. Or I mean, there's a bunch of them here, but that one I'm, that comes to mind is just having a ton of colors, a ton of details. Like you know, you were playing around with that one, obviously having some fun and just showing off to what the y'all can do as a designer. But then on the other side, what you're uh, manufacturers can do 
and are willing to do, right? Some of the badges have that kind of detail, but it's usually less colors. Yeah, the badges, I mean, the badges are crazy when you look at them, but a lot of time it's just like all gold. So you don't Because they really want it like, to look like their badge, which is kind of frustrating. Yeah, like they want the closest match to the badge they already have on it. So, you know, you just blanket it over in gold, whatever. But when you actually look at it, it's like, dang, there's a lot of detail in this patch. And I mean, these are... um just to kind of take like another level into it these are made off of a mold as i mean as you know but maybe others don't and uh they're milled i mean some of these things like that owl patch it probably took them 20 something hours to mill that mold because they're using a little tiny tiny bit on that thing Oh, you know how I was, uh, you can tell your shadow band or whatever. I was posting these links earlier with those pictures right there. And I had to type out OWL underscore AND underscore ANC before it said, oh, do you mean Alan Anchor? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For each post, each post. Uh, I was going to try to jump over to your Instagrams and um, here's one, right? My butt, no, is it? Or is this a blurry one? And that's a blurry one. That's a blurry one. Because you have a couple of channels and you play around a little bit. But I was going to grab eventually an engraving one. You have one on here, right? Or are they all on the Patch Club? Um, there should be some on there. But uh, I was going to say, taking off a of DJ's question there, which is, you know, what his question was something like, what was your favorite patch or whatever. Here's a picture of your patch panel back there. And that's what percent of your patch panel is this? Like of your patch collection, how much is that patch collection? That's probably half of the wall. Like he's sitting in front of kind of a small area. Like it goes people, above him and to the right. And this is at the shop. So you got plenty mm -hmm. of space and this is all just out right now. So it's like basically a wall, literally. And then anybody that might own one of these can has an idea of, because he's out way in front of that thing. Like those, those, those are smaller behind them than, you know what I mean? Those are small. So actually, wait a minute. Did you make big giant hexes? Yeah, well, those are like, so those ones are like two and a half or two and three quarters, I think. And then you can Oh, also I never knew that. I always thought you only made the ranger eyes. Oh, no, yeah, there, there's like a two, I think they're two and a half inch. So there's two and a half oh. inch, and then now we have one inch versions of those two. Oh, okay. I didn't know you had the range rise, and I thought whenever I seen some post back in the day, I was like, oh, you just made more range rise. So anyway, so I was trying to show the patch collection there. Um, <clears throat> I think the last time I seen it, it was on multiple panels. And I don't know if I didn't pay that much attention to it to see if, you know, there was rhyme or reason to that. But that's going to be my question is as somebody who also has, a, you know, I know what it's like to have a lot of patches and they're not just like, oh, I walked around Chacho and got a bunch of patches. I have those also, but I have a lot of patches from my own runs and from yours and other people who I like as patch people that I know. And then stuff that I bought and traded for and then the stuff that people have given me like you're saying. So and then I travel and I try to get patches, you know, at the gun shops and stuff. So like the van and the cop car and the different 
um, tours each have a patch panel. So like, so wherever the cop car has been, you know, it has a the headliner like that. And then the van has a patch panel that lives in there so that I don't think of like, what's my favorite patch. I think about which patch panel I want to go look at. So let me ask the question that way. Do you have more than just the one big giant patch panel that you use for the videos or have at the shop for like bragging and inspiration or, you know, do you have other patch panels or is it just the one? And then is it, if, if it is just the one, is it arranged in any way based off of anything? Um, it is now just the one patch panel, but the one patch panel is made up of like 15 patch panels. So it's huge. Um, so it's more like then, a quilt of them or all on the wall. They're not like all connected, sewn together or nothing. Yeah, they're just like every because. OK, well, so, you know, others may not know, but patches weigh a ton like they good are. Point. They are freaking heavy. So that patch panel is like 15 to maybe 20 two by three panels that are secured on all four side on all four corners. And then all the patches are stuck to that. And it goes up. Uh, shit, I don't even know. Like it goes the ceiling, up. It looks well, he's sitting right there, but when he's standing, he's like six five, and he even has to get on the step stool to like put stuff at the top. So <clears throat> it's pretty high. It doesn't go down to the floor. It might, but the dogs are still kind of young, and they'll probably just take patches and run all day. So that will have to wait. But uh, <laughs> I yeah. could have sworn I had it down here somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, and they I mean they love grabbing stuff and like running and then having us like chase them around the office to get it back. So um, we did just add a few more up at the oh, top. I apologize. I should have had this one on the whole time. Sorry, everybody. Oh, yeah, that's the best one. How do I make this bigger? Come on. Would you hold the camera the wrong way? You need to be mansplained how to work the Instagrams. I feel like you need to make this one again. I actually don't do any of the videos anymore. There's a director of a marketing now. Actually, this is the way you get at least all the patch panel in there, but it's just too small. I don't know how to make it bigger. But anyway, sorry, I'm interrupting. So the, like, do, if you look right there, there's the light switch. So the light switch is at like normal light switch height. So then you can see, and it goes past like maybe two panels past the top of that. Oh, over here to the puppy's left or whatever to our right. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. So then, so it's heavy, but then is this like chronological, like as they come in, you add the more patch panel and stuff. You've never, I mean, it's a major undertaking to go in and pull them all off and then like try to know what there was where, and then put them all back in some kind of like arrangement or has that happened? Well, when I got the, um, when I got the office, and made the huge patch panel <clears throat> that's what i had to do i had to take them all off of this other patch panel i had that was pretty big and then put them on the new patch panel and then on the new patch panel stuff gets taken off a lot for pictures and just you know whatever so it's kind of a constant um evolving blob of patches i guess i would call it 
Oh, okay, so good. like, so that it's not that they're in any kind of pattern, but it's not that they're uh, in any static place either. It sort of they sort of move around and flow around or get moved. Oh yeah, like the patch wall is like a living, breathing, evolving thing. All right. So then, what about? Uh, vehicles, other places, you don't have patches like I got, like I was saying, you don't have them in the cars, you don't have them in other places, like not patches in your blood type of thing. No, when I got, um, when I got the office, I just, I wanted this like epic patch wall. I actually want this whole, it's hard to explain because you're not looking at the wall, but I kind of want to fill the whole wall with patches. So I have to allocate all my patches to that. Oh, okay, wait. I changed what I said now. I do actually have a 511 bag, like a backpack, that has a patch panel on it. So I do have a home patch panel. Oh, this picture in here that isn't fake? Which one? I don't know. There was a picture of a backpack in here at some point. Oh, yeah. The, if it's a gray backpack, that's my backpack. Or I figured maybe like this oh, thing right I figured maybe. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, so let me see. Yeah, that's pretty those are the patches that are pretty much on there all the time. Like those are my chosen patches. I'm pretty sure. Not that bada bing, maybe, but the rest, yeah. And then what's your opinion, attitude about let's say you're walking around shot show and you come out of shot show and four of those are gone. Are you pissed? Are you okay with that? Are you What's your opinion on that? Well, I got the backpack for SHOT Show, and at SHOT Show, it's a um, basically a mobile Allen Anchor patch wall. So there's, like, so, okay, you've seen, like, the patch bin, right? Like, remember that box I had at my booth? Oh, yeah. Okay, so when I was walking around on my meetings the day before, I had like half of that box in the backpack and then a bunch of like waters and stuff. And then I would put some on there, put some of the Allen anchor patches. And then as you're like talking and bullshitting and people see you with a bunch of patches, so they're stopping you and you're giving out cards and you know, the whole thing. So yeah, people are taking patches, but I mean, they're talking to you usually, but I mean, even if someone just took one, I wouldn't, really wouldn't give a shit. Cause I mean, you saw the extras bin. I got like three more of those now. Well, that's the thing. And that's, I figured we'd chat about it because why not? It's an element of shot. And some people that aren't into patches or don't have fun, I guess, don't get it. It's not that it's not fun, especially if you get something stolen from you, I guess you'd be pissed. But there are a ton of patch people and some patch people are different levels and other patch people. So um, when I'm walking around, I usually have at least, you know, a bunch of whatever that I have at the time. I can't say that I'm at the level where I always have inventory of everything, but you know, whatever I have available, I'll bring the extras of. So I got them for trade because you know, we're patch people are patch people. So I don't do this. I'm too cheap to leave my patches out because I know that that's a thing. People will come up and grab them. So here's the deal. You're in a place with 60,000 pe other people. So there's no rules. It's just that there's 60,000 other people. So some people are going to take them because they're criminals and they just think it's funny. Some people are drunk or something because there's beers and stuff at Chacho. So maybe they'll do it as thinking it's funny. And then there's 
I'll bet you it just happens where you're walking past somebody and the way that they brush against you, the patch just transfers onto their pat, you know, onto their arm or something. Like I would not even be amazed if that didn't happen like 10 times organically, just the number of people brushing against each other with all kinds of exposed Velcro panels and stuff, especially with bags with so much Velcro. So it's possible for just, you know, accidents to happen and then um, somewhere in between. But then there's also patch people and they think of it as sort of like count and coup. That's what I think of it. At least that's what it looks like back when I was watching the Facebook things. So you're kind of walking around with a backpack like this to kind of be like, look what I'm doing. But you're also kind of taunting people who are going to come up and grab one. And sometimes there'd be some encouragement, like somebody would say, I got a new set of patches. If you see me walking around, grab one. Right. And they'll have like usually those people have like eight or nine of the same patch. But anyway, I, there's this element to it. And some people don't get it. And they, they put a bunch of patches on their pack because they think it's a cool thing to do. So it's like a style or something. And they don't realize that they're inadvertently, I think, participating in this whole subculture of patchery that happens. I don't know if it just happens at Chacho, but it seems like Chacho is where I've experienced it and see it thrive. But am I crazy or is that an element? And it sounds like you're kind of capitalizing on it by using this to attract those folks and then starting the conversation and having, not bait, but having like, you know, first patch is free. Here you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's well, I mean, it's totally bait. It's kind of the, it's kind of the same thing as like standing on the corner of Sunset Boulevard with your skirt above your knee up, you know, a little like you're like kind of like, hey, Look what I got. Because, I mean, I'm at, while people go to SHOT Show to take pictures for channels or hang out with their friends or whatever, when I go to SHOT Show, like, I, I'm actually working for the most part. Like, SHOT Show is not that much fun for me because it's constant. I mean, well, you've seen me at SHOT Show. Like, I'm constantly talking. I don't shut up the whole fucking day. Um, but I want people to come up and be like, hey, where'd you get that patch? And me be like, guess what? I made it and I can make you some too. Um, because that and here's one so that you go home with it and you don't forget. And then you see the quality and the whatever the durability, you know, it's a decent one, not some junk one. Like uh, most of the people are getting the cheapest thing they can possibly get from the cheapest source they can possibly get because they're giving them away. And all they see is the money they're giving away. So I think that's a an element sorry to interrupt there oh yeah yeah i mean yeah it's you know people can see and there's i can't tell you how many times i've handed someone a patch and it'll just be like i said from the the extras bin it's a random patch it's not even an allen anchor patch it's not a funny patch of the tootsie pop indian it's nothing like that it's you know tom's gun shops patch that i just had an extra one of and I hand it to them, and the first thing out of their mouth is, wow, this is way better than the patches we had made. So it pays off. I mean, and that's, you know, the backpack, walking around with a bunch of patches, hand it, giving people, like, I mean, there's times when I'm, like, walking down the, the aisle in SHOT Show, and I'm just like handing random people patches and business cards and stickers and stuff. And everyone's glad to take a patch at SHOT Show. Like no one's like, oh, no, I don't want that. No, thanks. They couldn't be more thrilled. And half the time it leads to a conversation. 
especially when it's like, oh, what's this girl giving me something? And then it's like, oh, you run the business and you make these things and you're looking for gun shops, you know, instead of like, you know, buy this optic or whatever, you know, buy this brand. Yeah, and I'm it's, selling you know, out every 15 seconds. Am I breaking up here? Has my uh, internet been breaking up? I didn't think it had been. Okay. Um, I guess I got off on a tangent, but when you had the patch or when you had the picture like this, it just made me think. Because plus the other thing is a lot of times people will post or put on their backpack like this um, flags or kind of more brand patches, you know, stuff they got at SHOT Show, for example, like, you know, the stuff that they got is swag. And every once in a while, that'll be like a little cartoon character or something. But these kind of patches, these are your morale patches, like that join or die. Like nobody at SHOT Show has given away a cool patch like that without the brand name on it or something, right? Like nobody's just given out plain morale patches. So when somebody sees a bag like this, you got to figure this is a patch person and not somebody, you know, these are specific patches that somebody bought. These aren't patches that are, they're handing out anywhere. But I guess on the other hand, you do have that element. I'm sure people stop you and go, Hey, who's handing out that electricity stabbing that kid? Or wait, is that the way you describe that one? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that happens. And then, um, I usually post a picture like I had one year. I had the, um, that bright orange pro gun as fuck key tag on my backpack. So I posted a picture of it and said, you know, if you find me, you get this patch. And I had people coming up to me all day. So it's good for, you know, it's good for marketing, which really at the end of the day is what, if you have a patch with your logo, that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to market. Yeah, you try, sorry, I had to walk away to get some water. My mouth is drying out. The um, the whole idea is to turn people's eyes or whatever. And uh, well, okay, so we can we're going to go about an hour, right? Maybe ninety minutes. How long you got? Uh, I got okay. however long. Okay, so I don't want to take make it too long. Uh, so I don't want to get too far in tangents, but um, looking at the ones that are on this, on your pack, I guess, like that one with the ghost and all the drippiness or whatever, uh, it's difficult to see because I can't, the way that Instagram works, it's the way that it shows the picture on the screen. I can't really make it too large. I can't zoom in. Uh, actually, what am I thinking? I can just go, do you have this one on the store on Etsy? I believe, uh, I don't think that's on Etsy anymore, but it might be on the .com. Well, I can just grab the puppy. Um, what was I going to say? The, uh, the, you know, just the details and stuff, uh, having the little fine details and all that. Um, is that something that, I'm assuming patches have always been able to do it. Is that something that was... Uh, and a, a, something that you got with your skills, like an improvement in your skills and awareness, or was that something on the other end, like the manufacturer skills, or was that something in communication between the two of you? You know, in other words, I'm guessing that since the beginning, your patch design abilities have increased and the quality of the patches has 
improved? Is that from your end, from the manufacturer end, or for some from some other, like I'm trying to say, like a com communication barrier or, you know, curing a communication barrier, if that's the way to ask it? I would definitely say that um, a huge amount of the success that we have with detail and patches and stuff like that is in part to our partnerships um, with our manufacturer. So, um, you know, it's not a secret. Everyone knows you cannot get PVC patches made in America. There's an EPA regulation against like one of the goos or something. <clears throat> and while you can sell them, you cannot make them. So you have to have an overseas a manufacturer produces for you. So uh, I guess the real trick is finding someone that you can work with that can pull off your vision. So like the patch that you're showing here, I mean, I think that's an example of what I was trying to say. Like, you know, you've gone beyond just like, Oh, it's puffy. Yeah. I mean this, so this project is, um, you know, the result of probably a month of communication back and forth, notes and every, you know, conferences, I guess, on getting that patch just right. And, you know, we, we make a file and then it gets optimized for PVC and milled into a mold and all that. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I would say that a lot of it is a, probably a 50 50 um success on in both parties but we our success is owed to the partnership that we have with them because it's not we're not so much a third party kind of sending it between you know like a, a broker i guess we're not so much that as much as you know this is our warehouse this is our manufacturer basically that this isn't just some company we're hiring. And that's to for people that aren't in the paying attention or in the know, there's there's manufacturers out there that make them. And then there's the people that can interface with them. And those are the, I'm gonna call them middlemen, people that can speak English, let's say. And then often those people are in a different country so that there's ways to, you know, you have to have it as a two part thing, like you say, to get the, something done cheap or whatever it's so you get this first middleman layer and then you've either got a connection straight to those people which is rare but possible and then you get more likely a middleman in the united states somebody who has these relationships with those middlemen so now you're at least two markups away from price but more importantly two layers of can you make that green different or can you make that a little rounder you know that that starts to get less and less uh uh what's the word like they're less and less willing to deal with any of that because they've got two you know multiple layers of com of uh whatever that's called like you know layers of uh communication there and then if you get another layer so there's plenty of people that'll broker a middleman who then has a middleman to the manufacturer and very few people are going straight from what do you need as a gun shop 
let me get the manufacturer on the other end of the phone. Let's make this happen. And then having had done that for a few years now, you know, with the experience and understanding of what's possible. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's part's kind of cool. And I don't know, I think you're unique with that. I don't know of anybody else who's got doing that, but I also don't pay attention to everybody else who's out there. Do you know, do you pay attention out there? How many other people are out there doing stuff? Um, yeah, and not even like in a creepy way or anything, but just because, you know, it's like the competition. And um, I can say fairly confidently that most patch shops are basically just they had somebody that like randomly messaged them on Instagram one day and they took a chance and that's who they work with. Like that's and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I guess if they have good luck, then good luck to them. But that's kind of like, you're kind of like throwing a paper airplane into a hole and waiting to see what comes back in a way. Whereas like the patches that we make, I mean, I have like incredible control over every aspect of that patch because it's like, you know, nope, let's, uh, stick that green out you know a millimeter more and that's what happens with it and then so, if they grind the mold for your badge or whatever then that's never going to show up on you know blah 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 dot china as a badge for sale you know what i mean like it's those they're not using the molds over and over when you're done with your project your your run yeah, and um, we also don't use China, which most people use China, but we don't use China. Or a stand, right? Yes. Um, let's see. So then going back to questions from DJ, have you ever seen or pursued yourself? Let's see. Have, what have you seen or pursued yourself in patch design or production over the last few years that has made you do a double take or have been like, yeah, that's rad? That's a long one. So it's like a ghost question. What have you seen or pursued yourself over the last few years that's made you do a double take? Um, so that's pretty much everything. <laughs> uh, you, the last thing that I think was really awesome was probably um, I don't know, probably the DEA badge. Like that came out pretty good, and. We also did this patch pretty recently for like a like a water rescue. Like they called it speed rope or something like that. And that came out pretty good. I don't know if we had a picture of that on Instagram. We probably didn't put that up, but there's been some designs. Oh, and the did you see the grenade? That yeah, one, that I was gonna cool. say as far as like three dimensional ones, I thought that one was again pretty uh unique i don't think anybody so is that real tough to get that much rubber is there a reason other people aren't doing it or is it just the weight it's got to weigh like two patches yeah i mean it's uh so you know manufacturing wise that's like 
two, possibly three patches worth of rubber for one patch. So, you know, costs go up. And it's also just a little bit outside of the box. I mean, that's one of the things that um, that Is we really Etsy? What? Is it on Etsy? I believe so. I'm just trying to find more pictures of the side view or whatever. Oh, no, it's probably another store. Oh, there might not. The pictures are usually the same. If you go to Patch Club Official, there might be more pictures. Okay. But yeah, that one's crazy thick. So yeah, is there any issues? Like, I mean, are they hollow inside or is that just all rubber? Oh, no, that's all rubber. That is thick rubber. That's I think they are actually almost half an inch thick at the thickest part. Just like the and little then, um, the Boba Fett helmet, too. That's like almost half an inch thick. When uh, when you say stuff to them like, hey, let's do this. Are they like, all right? Or are they like, oh, all right? Oh, no, they're, they're game. They're, uh, you know, like I said, we have a really good partnership where we. That's the um, picture I was looking for. That's crazy. Yeah, that one, yeah. We have such a good partnership and like we're both in it to win it kind of thing. So that's how a lot of the like have you seen all the multicolored swirly stuff? Like Oh yeah, that definitely. That same way. It's like, hey, you know, what would happen if you did this? And in the beginning, so you know, in the beginning we used China because that's what everyone did. And they wouldn't do anything like that. They would only do like, nope, this is what we do. Do it or yep, don't. This do is it. all you need. This is all you need. Yeah, I mean, you so, can get them to do something sometimes, but then it's like, like uh, yeah, it's, it's and it's never what you want. It's just some, you know. Anyway, yeah, it's like pulling teeth. But this one again. So this one's a whole other layer of detail and and like color change i don't know what to call it like resolution so again are they they're they're like rolling up their sleeves and like yeah let's do it yeah i mean so uh this is the same kind of thing it's a result of just an awesome partnership and throwing ideas back and forth and getting the patch just right i mean so we did the super mario one or not super it was just Mario. Um, and that was, you know, that was a, a success. And this was just kind of the natural runner up to it. And there's going to be even more. It's a whole series we're going to do um, with other video games. So it's actually pretty cool. And the duck hunt, duck hunt is definitely my favorite one so far, but it's going to get a lot better. The That's crazy the layer of digitizing or whatever the eight bit layer type of situation is is you know it's you need like that kind with the grenade where it's like this angle to see that I must have seen it because I know it's there so I just made one maybe on one of the older ones yeah it could be further it back because that's the version two because that's Luigi oh so there's a the one before this yeah there's before Mario. This TV okay. Because I remember seeing one of them, and I was like, dang, that's neat. So um, going back to the questions, has anyone ever ripped off your designs? Oh, yeah, all the time. Like, 
there's actually uh we saw geez i think he saw it on ebay the cash brass or ass design like someone was selling it on ebay and even uh, the the public it themselves it. no it will they have i don't know who made it i don't know where they got it from but it was a pvc patch it wasn't exactly like okay, that's what I, I should have said that. So PVC means they made a batch of them. Like they didn't, you don't just make a PVC; you get made a hundred. So somebody was like, "Oh, I'm taking that design, ripping it off, and then invest in however much to run a batch of those." It's crazy. Yeah, and it was. Um, so that was a patch that was made early on that we ran in China, and that's another thing that China does is they sell your designs to anyone who will give them money. So, which I guess if you're just getting your like own channel logo, whatever, but no one's buying that. But, um, yeah, but that's so they, you make a morale patch over there, and then there's nothing stopping them from making it a hundred thousand other times. Oh, yeah. I mean, if someone's gonna pay them for it, then they're gonna make it, they don't care. So, I mean, then that's another reason why you know I really appreciate the partnership that that we have. Because that's not the case. Like, I'm not going to see things that they've made for me. They're not making for anyone that's going to pay them. Uh, we should probably mention the woods bear. I asked earlier out there if people have a favorite. Where did I put that question? What's your favorite Alan Anchor design? So people are throwing stuff out there. Woods was saying his bacon bear. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. There's been a lot of pretty good ones through the years. We ended up just kind of BSing here for the most part, and which is fine, and I uh, appreciate the, the time. But uh, to, I guess the what I had thought about, besides having an excuse to just BS a bit, uh, was to ask you about with your perspective or with your where you are in the industry where you work with uh, um, government and different uh, layers of the private the public side I guess you'd call it like the public uh, service uh, law enforcement and other types I'm sure you work with lots of them besides just law enforcement ones agencies and stuff that need uh, product products that you offer but then also in the industry and then on the morale side, uh, you know, you've got your finger on the pulse of just, you know, what people are chatting about, you know, when gun channels is around, you're active all the time over there. And then, you know, just on social and stuff, you guys do the social on the regular and you lean into it. You're not just superficially doing it. So I guess what I was going to ask is some questions about that. Do you have any, I don't know, do you have any interest or have any opportunity to riff on any of that? Or do you have any perspective that you want to share as far as, you know, my questions would be along the lines of, you know, is the industry growing? Uh, you know, we had a couple of years of boom there. You've been in business long enough to see some booms and some whatever the opposite of a boom is, like some depressions in the economy and some sl slow times. Are we in a big time or are we on a rising? I know there's inflation and stuff, but often businesses you know are looking for the future and not necessarily always reacting so i know it's an open-ended question but i guess that's sort of the point um any perspective on any of that or any like i say anything you want to riff on there 
Um, I think people are are approaching things a little more conservatively lately, but I don't know. I think things are kind of going in a good direction. If it, in the gun industry, at least, um, I don't know. I mean, there's there's definitely a kind of a boom there, but there's uh, I don't know. I guess I would say like a a negativity boom as well. Like it just seems like I don't know. Like people are less friendly and more like a little a little more nasty than they were, I guess. But <clears throat> which I think affects it because the networking was really one of the strongest assets that the two way industry had was that everyone, you know, it's it kind of and you know what I, you know what i mean is it's kind of a small world once you're kind of really in it that you know someone that knows this guy over here and even like you know the biggest influencer it's like oh yeah like that's you know whoever um but yeah i don't know i think it's i think things are going in a positive direction uh and in time you know, the pendulum swings back, I guess. Well, it's always swinging, I guess. And I get, and as you were saying that, that and I appreciate it. I'm just throwing that totally at you out of nowhere or whatever, just to kind of make it, you know, back into the, you know, tech behind the scenes type of theme of the Monday day, sh Monday show. Um, as you were saying that I was thinking of some of the people that we know who've been activists in California who've come and gone and you know had a lot of potential and then uh the way that like fpc for example that one started as a california organization and i don't know what they consider what state they'd consider themselves in In fact they probably go out of their way to not associate with any state i think but you know that's a roller coaster ride of a organization that weren't you fairly uh like uh, I don't know what the word is. Like you were involved with the uh, them when they were in California, focus for sure. Like when I first uh, became aware of them, or you I thought you were working with them. Am I great? Am I wrong? Um. Yeah, we had some. Uh, I don't really know what you'd call it. Like some. I don't know it down at least down in the LA area there's a a circle I guess you would call it or a, a cluster of people who are shower uppers for things and stuff like that so you know like through other people who were two-way activists I became aware and involved with uh other people who were as well yeah and i guess that's what i'm i don't even know what i'm trying to get that is other than um those people come and go and you're still sticking around and having that perspective seeing this new i'm going to call it a wave because i have no other way to describe it but i've attempted to describe this that you know you sit around long enough and you start to figure out like this already happened before you know this exact same thing happened before watch they're going to walk over there and trip over that nope oh, yep that happened again Right, like you start to see some patterns, and maybe that's the question I should have asked. Is there where do you think we're at in some patterns here? Because you, 
I, I guess one of the things as I was saying it is I was asking the question, stumbling along, trying to ask a question there before. Um, when people buy uh, stuff for their business, like um, stuff for a new stuff for the gun show, new stuff for their booth at a trade show, new business cards, uh, patches that are um, either for the product, you know, you think of like uh, the first aid kits where the has a Velcro patch on it or a, a panel of Velcro and they put a patch on there as part of the branding and incentive to buy the pack, you know, the, the kit. Um, I know you do some stuff with holsters and stuff where they put like cool decals and stickers and sometimes patches, at least as uh, on their websites, if not along with their products and stuff. And that kind of stuff is, I guess I'm assuming, is a reaction thing like, oh, business isn't doing good. Let's do some advertising or let's do some, let's up our marketing game. Let's get some insight from the people and know what's up. Or am I wrong? Is that something that people do on the upside when everything's going their way and they say, okay, good. Now that we got some extra money coming in, let's double down and get the marketing going. Or is it, am I crazy? And it's a mix. It's not one or the other. I lost her. Oh, am I lost? Maybe. Am I still connected? Hear the crickets. Are we still connected? There we go. Are we back Sorry, again? My, yeah, my internet went weird. So I guess, I don't know if I was trying to say like, it, it, I don't know how much that came through if I was breaking up or not, but I, I guess one thing I was asking is just the marketing, do people do their marketing? Do they put their effort into branding and stuff when they're doing well or when they're doing poorly or am I wrong and it's not one or the other? And then I guess that was the first question. And then what I was trying to say before was, where are we in that circle? You've been around for a while, watch the ebbs and flows and the waves of people coming and going and what where are we at on that whole thing um okay so i would definitely say that people put time and effort into marketing and branding for the most part when they're doing well because i think then they see the value in it um but really you should start doing it kind of from the get-go but, you know, I mean, like all things, it's kind of like the lesson you learn in business, I guess, as you go along. You kind of don't learn that until you're a little further in the game or when it's harder to set aside the assets for it. But um, anything where, I mean, even like, you know, so a lot of people who listen might have channels or whatever. So we'll use that as an example. 
So if you have a channel, you're selling yourself. You're marketing your personality, you're marketing your channel, your opinion, whatever you're showing. So, you know, you'd, you want to get something to keep people excited about your brand and um, a sticker, a patch, I don't know, a pencil with your channel name, like whatever, is kind of a physical token that reminds people of your brand, you know, your brand, your channel, your company, your whatever. So, yeah, I would say people people spend more and pay more attention to it when they're doing better because they see the value, but it should be something that people consider, uh, put more consideration into earlier in the game. And I think they would get to where they want to be a lot quicker, especially. And one thing I always tell people, and it, it sounds kind of, uh, I don't know, it sounds kind of a way, but it's really good to kind of bounce stuff off of someone else and have someone else's opinion on it because you might really like pink and red together and that might just be like the best color scheme ever to you. But like you need someone who's going to be like, dude, no, you can't read that shit. And that's why, you know, like... Yeah, I like that'll writer. never work on a, on a vehicle and you're like, oh yeah, I wasn't even thinking vehicles. Yeah, like, you know, it's just good to have someone to bounce it off of, someone who's kind of been there. I mean, I've done graphics for tons of people. One of our clients is an RV manufacturer. Like, you know, we got to think of what looks good on all kinds of different surfaces all the time. So it's kind of good to, especially if you're, if you're putting, you know, your heart, your soul, your blood and sweat and tears into something why not go at it the best way you can that's a good point and since we're kind of giving advice i meant a little bit there um i would say also if you're branding creating a logo that kind of thing it's probably worth talking to somebody who knows what they're doing and has some time on the clock because like you just mentioned with the rvs People aren't going to think about what colors uh, are difficult. Like I would have, I, I never build anything anymore or integrate any kind of shadow anymore because of things that we've worked on in the past where you've showed me or explained to me like what happens with shadows when we're printing or something. So, you know, you, those kind of experience things, you have to either depend on you coming across them naturally or organically, or maybe a friend comes across them and tells you, right? Or you can talk to person who's literally constantly on the other end of the situation and get their experience and that's something that people probably don't think about they go oh i can make up a logo i know what i'm doing and yeah it'll look great but does it apply to this and does it apply to that and again i guess that's another um thing that it's a service you provide but it's also something probably people think about when they're getting into the whole all the stuff you got to do when you're starting a project. Well, yeah. And you're trying to like keep it cheap, which I mean, I get, but it is, um, I don't know. It's, I think it's, it's, it's cheaper than most people think. And it's worth looking into because there's value in it. There's value in it for your brand. So 
do you have services over there? Like if somebody wanted to just, I don't even know why I'm asking, but just if somebody was like, I want to create a new logo and I just would like to have Angelina have like half an hour of her time to give me some ideas and, you know, just some directions. Is that something you provide? How much would you charge for something like that? Oh yeah, totally. Um, so if you email us, which is, the email is info at allenanchor.com and you kind of just want, you know, even if something as simple as, Hey, I have this logo and the text on it is white, but I'd really like it to be yellow. Like we could probably do that for you. Um, pricing really depends on like the scope of the project. I like to, um, I like to keep it flexible. A lot of people will say, you know, that's a two hour project. So I got to bill you two hours minimum. Whereas like, you know, maybe it's just not that big of a deal. Maybe it's like a five minute thing. Maybe it's, you know, whatever. So, um, you know, we like to, you know, obviously this is a business and we're here to make money like anyone else, but, um, you know, we like to be honest with our clients and if something's going to take me five minutes and you buy stickers from us all the time, there's a pretty good chance that we're just going to do it and send it back to you. So, um, yeah, you know, like it's a business and all, but we've met a lot of cool people and we try to be, I don't know. We try to be cool, but still, you know, like still make money, but you know, Right on. Like I said, I just put you on the spot again there. But uh, now as far as then with that, thank you for for answering because like I say, I didn't really know. I kind of assumed it was maybe the other way where people get desperate when they're, you know, the coffers are running dry. So they then they, you know, do other stuff. So if that's the case, are how do you, again, are we in a time where people are uh, doubling down on their, uh, stuff or like you would expect after a couple of years of imagine a lot of growth. I know you work with manufacturers and uh, like I was saying before, kind of different layers. Hopefully it's not all just agencies that are paying all your bills right now. <laughs> Selling all patches to just government agency. Oh yeah. No, there's uh well, so for instance, um, one, I guess, Avenue I can speak to is, kydex holster makers so there's a lot of those and they're all different levels from like a dude that does it twice a month in his garage to you know well-known companies that pretty much everyone knows who you're talking about and um i would say that we've seen a lot of the i guess i would call them smaller fish like a lot of the small regional guys a lot of those guys are actually getting more stuff so they've been pretty busy through the pandemic with everyone buying arms and stuff and um they're getting patches which there's always kind of i guess i would describe it as like layers of swag so most people start out with like you know a pretty cheap sticker like just give me a hundred of your cheapest stickers and we'll go from there and eventually they work their way up to patches, you know, depending on how business goes. So a lot of guys are, uh, I would say a lot of people are getting the patches now and they're, 
you know, promoting their business. And there's one patch company in particular who they kind of do the same thing that we do with their logo where they do all kinds of remixes on it. So they've been getting um, probably a new patch every couple months, which is pretty good, you know, and they're selling them and their, their clients love them and they're, you know, looking forward to the next oh, you one. You said a patch company, you mean like a holster company? Yeah. Yeah. A holster company. Yeah. Yeah. So like they're, Kind of playing with their logo as uh well i imagine for their their customers but then also patch buyers people that dig cool patches or funny patches or whatever they're doing yeah i mean there's people that <clears throat> i know some people have bought in the patch just because they like the subject matter and then there's some people who are fans of the company and you know they're collecting every patch because you know this is that's what you do pa patches are collectible they're um they're fun people love them it's a it's kind of a low buy-in it's easy yeah most of them are under 15 bucks usually every place and then uh cheaper sometimes if you buy bunches and then pre-orders and different opportunities and scratch and dent, right? You do a scratch and dent. Do you still have those? Scratch and dent or whatever you call it, the blemish? Yeah, or whatever we, um, we we're hoping, well, we're not really hoping, but we'll probably have them all the time because it's just like, I mean, you know how it is when you get a hundred patches, maybe there's like five of them that it, like, yeah, they're good, but like, eh, I'm not really going to sell this. So we've been chucking stuff into there and we're offering them pretty cheap. So uh, one of the things I'm hoping to do is put it on the checkout page of the site because we actually started doing what the banner says on there that uh, orders of $35 plus get free shipping in the U.S., so we want to stick it on the checkout page because if you're at like 30 bucks or whatever, you know, you add the scratch and dent package and then you get that free shipping and a couple free patches. Yeah, exactly. And there's some cool stuff in there. There's actually like this is a secret tip for the patch whores out there, but there's actually a lot of cool stuff that's thrown in there that are like one-offs and tests and stuff of stuff that I wanted to try and just see how it looked and like was playing around. So there's a lot of stuff in there that's like one of ones or um, just interesting color mixes that didn't make it to retail, but you can pick them up in that scratch and dent for like dirt cheap. I can't even remember how much it is, but there it's like less than a normal patch. Is that what this is, or is this a uh, production run? Yeah, that's uh, so you'll see the the production run of those in the next couple of weeks. But those were just kind of a a playing around thing and seeing like what we can do. Oh, so was I not supposed to show that one? No, you can show that. You can totally okay. show that. But that's that's an example of something you might get in Scratch and Dent. But then just so that people understand what we're talking about. See the difference there? Squiggles, fireworks. I would call this one firework now. Confetti, maybe? Some kind of confetti at a party. And then this one is the fireworks? Or something. But anyway, straight lines. And then this one's all over the place. 
So yeah, that's pretty neat. So then these I grabbed out of that scratch and dent thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's just like there's it's uh it says on there that it could be, you know, like some defective ones or whatever, but like I said, it could be just like random colorways that we tried that I didn't really like or it just wasn't happening and I probably got like three of them and one's on the patch wall and two are in the scratch and dent so like you'll never see those again. So I guess I was leading up to or as you were uh, answering that it made me think I guess and that is a better way to go with the question is um, with the patch collectors and stuff what's happening um, you pay more attention than I do with probably have more way more interaction with patch collectors although i mean i'm sure some patch collectors are buying my patches because i don't know you know the, the silent customer who buys something and never really says anything how do you know if they're a patch collector or why they're buying your patch right but uh, i'm guessing because of your instagram and interacting with everybody uh do you um have anything to riff about with the collectors in 2022 is it becoming more of a thing less of a thing are they the same collectors as they were are they new breed are they looking for different stuff or you know do they come in cycles or i don't know how long you've been paying, i'm assuming you've been paying attention to them for some span of time or more consistently than me because i when you mentioned i think earlier the patch trading boards or something um you know i quit paying attention to that stuff i think back in like 12 and 13 once i kind of got the idea that they're a little snooty at least back then they were kind of snooty so anyway um anything to riff on with patch collecting and patch collectors and that kind of thing in 2022 um yeah so patch collecting i think actually has grown since um you know definitely since back then and right now there's a whole um a whole new thing with ranger eyes like those i think are like the new hot thing so like we've been putting out a whole bunch of new ranger eyes and little tiny patches and people love them because they're doing have you seen the whole pouch thing like the edc pouch now uh like these little picture or wait not i guess i gotta go to the um main one but the uh like that little what is it, a bag or some kind of a zipper little bag with a Velcro on it? Yeah, just like a little zippered Velcro pouchy thing. So people are carrying more stuff like that, I guess. So they want the Ranger eyes because you can put a ton of patches on them instead of like, like, so that those Ranger eyes, like that Shamrock's an inch. So to give you an idea of how the, how small that pouch is, and that not legal in California is four and a half inches. So you can stick all those patches on there where if they were like three inch, four inch patches, you're just getting like Two. a couple on there. Yeah. Well, here, look at how big that Biden. That Biden's not even a big giant patch. It's a bit normal size, though. And then got like seven next to it. Yeah. Even like that bananas patch, like that's like a two inch patch or something, I think. And that looks huge on there. So, um, that's like the are they new grabbing thing. anything that's little or is it you know is there things that are more more or less interesting to people 
Um, there's, I, I mean, pop culture is always kind of interesting to people, but um, the little ones are more popular just because people are trying to fill out their little pouches and stuff. And um, the current event stuff is pretty big. The video game stuff's pretty big. Um, anything glow, actually glow. You like, I mean, I've always liked glow, but glow, like everyone loves it now. And now it's like, it used to be kind of a hindrance at one point and now people love it. So well, the, I think once you put a patches on a wall and you turn off the lights and you go, Oh, that patch glows. And then you get like four or five and then it's like, Oh, that adds a whole nother like layer to my patch collecting. Like I can have the patch panel exists at night too. Like I can, you know, it's part of the room all the time. And once you only got one or two, it's like a itch you can't, right? You got to like, oh, I got to get some more of these. I got to balance this out or I want to do something. Like that. And that adds a whole nother layer to the patch panel. Yeah. And it's like, so like that picture right there, like we've been doing a lot of glow stuff, which I love because I love things that glow. So it's been really nice to be able to like run with it and people just love it. Uh, I don't think I'd, somebody did somebody ask uh, about the most popular. Do you have a stuff that's most popular as far as patch designs or anything? Um, or types maybe. Well, you said ranger eyes, but maybe themes or something. Video games. I mean, I'm guessing. in general, I would say the PVC is always the most popular, but. Um, I don't know. I mean, the most popular patch that we sell that sells the best is probably um, the fuck around and find out or the join or die AR-15 patch. Those are usually pretty popular. And then, jeez, uh, I don't know past that. I mean, probably any of the new stuff seems to go, but we've been bringing in new designs, kind of a constant a constant stream of like new stuff is the idea you always have the new stuff and you have quantities of new stuff not like a trickle of new stuff so is the idea to have a giant inventory catalog or let stuff 100 you know this, this is the last 100 because i know you have shown like these saying that these are the last couple of sets is the idea to let them expire or can people, if they keep buying them, you keep making them? Or is there any kind of plan? Or is that? Some stuff we like to limit just because, like, it's, you know, that's the whole, uh, in the patch world, the limited stuff is, you know, obviously more coveted. And some stuff is just like, like the check engine light in orange. Like, I thought it was funny, so I made it. And, like, there's no more. People are asking for another one. I don't know if we're going to remake it. If we remake it, we might do it in like green or blue or something like that. But um, mostly, I mean, it kind of gets to the point where if it's low and I'm not really feeling it or if I want to just do something else, we just don't run it. So, I mean, all the things are kind of in Because there's no benefit to having tons, right? It's not like anybody's like, I would order from you, but you don't have enough quantity for me, right? Like, it just becomes 
I imagine, I can't even imagine really how many you have and how you do it. But uh, it's good. Do you get people going, I don't like how you keep reordering these. Like, do people want them to be limited or, or is it more just people saying, hey, when are you going to remake these or when are these going to be available again? Like, do people covet the limited aspect of any of them? Sometimes. Sometimes they, um, so like the video game stuff, I think those are, we're like, we're not bringing the Marios that already sold out. Like, we're not bringing that stuff back. So, you know, people who realize that now we're doing a whole series of them, like, they want to get the first one, so now they got to buy them on the the secondhand market if people are selling them. But, I mean, a lot of people ask, you know, hey, are you going to make this again? Are you going to make that again? And it's, you know, most of the time the answer is no, because if I hadn't made it, I'm kind of over it. And I'm moving on to other things just because I just like making new designs. Yeah. Otherwise, right. Then it's just like, here's the 12 we have. Here's the 12 we have again. Here's the 12 we have again. Here's the 12 we have again. It's not fun. So I guess that's a question. Would you, if you could get, you know, the, let's say three designs that you never had to worry about again, all you had to do is restock them and, ship them or keep doing what you're doing playing around having fun helping people which way would you go uh keep playing around and helping people for sure because it's more interesting right on um woods what's your favorite customer if you can say like a sheriff or something um, probably, you know what? My favorite customer is a friend of mine that, uh, he basically says, do whatever you want. Here's money. Do whatever you want with my logo. And I get to do like literally whatever I want, any kind of parody. He doesn't care. I have full artistic, um, license on the whole thing so that's probably my favorite customer because sometimes i just hand in like the most ridiculously colored stuff and like not like bad or anything but like you know like we did like a neon logo and um you know he has like a gun shop gunsmith shop type thing so it's just like kind of a funny logo for him but he loves it and he lets me do whatever i want his customers love it people love collecting the stickers and patches and stuff so it works and it's really fun i mean everyone's happy at the end so that's probably my favorite customer right on is there some way to market that like to put that out there as like uh you know what do they call that like dealer's choice or what's that called when or chef's there's a word for it when you just order whatever the chef makes. Chef du jour. Um, I would, okay, so I would actually hesitate away from that in most aspects. So, like, I do it for this guy because he's my friend. We've been friends for a long time. But there's a certain it amount be like butt hurt, like, oh, the reason I'm losing money is because of the last design you did. Yeah, like, so he's cool. He honestly doesn't care. Like, like one time I made him a logo 
with his business name made out of penises and like everyone's having a good time we're laughing but there's a certain amount of time that goes into this stuff and like you know he just tells me and like when I get around to it I get around to it so he's not in any rush I'm not in any rush when it's like a higher job it's different because if if you're giving us your money we're turning around a product to you like as fast as we can like we're not this isn't something that I'm doing when I can't sleep at two in the morning and I had a funny idea like with, with like it is with him. This is like a serious thing. You know, we're like branding your business. So um, I would hesitate to offer something like that to other people because it's it's like a whole different a whole different ball game, I guess. And like, you know, people he i whatever i present him with he doesn't want any changes on it and pretty much everyone wants changes to everything and when they're like you know not your friend it's harder to be like haha i'm not doing anything well and it's harder to kind of know what they are down or what you know what they would dig or whatever right like that's the other thing is you can be more comfortable with somebody you don't understand you know where if somebody's walking in off the street and saying knock 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 be creative for me like okay yeah. And like, I mean, I know when this guy says like, whatever you give me is good. I know he literally means whatever I give him is good. So, you know, there's like a, it's like a whole no pressure. I'm just creating like <clears throat> kind of thing. So it's, it, it's like a free, a free environment, I guess. All right. Well, I asked everybody out there, any other questions? Woods gave us that one about your favorite customer. I think that was a pretty good question. Thanks for the answer. I'm going to give you a couple of outgoing questions just to do some trying to try this out. Appreciate you giving me the chance to uh, experiment a little bit. So you've been on other people's chats before and done interviews and stuff. Is there one that you can recommend? Because this was a bit sloppy. We're friends and we know each other. It's a late night show and I don't take it super seriously. Uh, so I know that you've been on other shows or been in a guest on other projects and stuff that you might use as a better representation. So if someone was listening today and they said, Oh, you know what? I have the perfect person for you. Is there an interview out there that you can think of? I don't put you on the spot. Is there an interview or a show that you were on or something that you'd use as like your, you know, what you'd post on LinkedIn or something? Um, the most recent one I can think of would probably be barbecue show. Hmm. Well, that's right. You were on the, to a women Wednesday with barbecue. Yeah, there was no barbecue offered at the end, but I was there. Right on. So that worked out well. So that that's cool. So um, I totally forgot about that. So uh, right on. And I don't think barbecue wastes his time listening to this show. He just rips it off. But uh, right on. And then I think another question I was going to ask is, do you have a book or something that you'd recommend? I guess I shouldn't say or something. Do you have a book that you'd recommend? Um, yes, I do have a book that I would recommend and let me see what it's called. I keep, oh, it's called Unmarketing by Scott Stratton. And so if, if anyone's looking to do anything with a brand, if they're interested in promoting their own brand, if they're just interested in marketing or a different perspective on marketing, I would recommend that brand or that book. 
for sure. Then I'm guessing, I think we talked about this one time. I don't know if it was just you and me talking about it or if we talked about it on a show one time, but uh, that book's been around for a while, I'm guessing. Yeah, it definitely has been. And then, do you remember when the first time you read it was? Oh, geez. Uh, Is that something you read for school or something you read for the business? No, it's actually, um, so I have a, I guess, a business mentor. And um, that book was recommended by him. And then it was also recommended... Um, I'm in a group on Facebook with a bunch of other business owners and someone recommended that in there as well. So I thought, okay, I'll go ahead and read this. I think I read it probably in 2017 or 2018, um, somewhere back in there. And I've read it one or two times after that. Oh, okay. Um, That's interesting. But it's... Uh, it has a lot of really good information. I mean, it helped me brand and market my own business. Um, I've shared some strategies from that book with others. When other people ask, you know, hey, your business seems to do well. What can I do? I recommend this book to them. Um, and he also has another one, Unbranding. That one is really good as well. They're both really good books. Um Definitely worth it. Definitely worth the time to read it or listen to it or whatever you do. Yeah, it says it's on audio and it's free, but I guess it's free if you buy Audible. But I tell you what, if somebody buys it with that or goes to that link and buys Audible, I think you get like 10 bucks. You're giving me 10 bucks if you buy Audible or if you, even all you have to do is take the free Audible week and I think I get a cut. It's pretty crazy. That's why so many people push audio or what's it called? Audible. But uh, so if I was cutting you off there, did I cut you off? No. Sorry. Um, then I would guess I was going to ask, and I don't know if you maybe even answered it or if you can answer it, but it's it says it was in 2009, so it's been around for a bit. You've read it a while ago, though. I was going to ask, because I have similar books that I've, in, uh, that I've read and I think are good, but then they were written a long time ago, and there's things that would be, that would apply differently in 2022, perhaps. Is there anything that would if somebody was going to listen to this book on tape or read it um, today, is there anything that you would put in as like a, what do they call that? Like a, an extra or like a, what's that thing at the end called? You know, would you, would you give them any notes as to like, like an annotation? Know? Yeah. Yeah. For 2022. Um, yeah. I would definitely say that the social aspect of it is more important now than it was um, I mean, that book definitely talks about the social aspect, but even, it's even more important. And it would have been in its infancy. Like, there's no way in 2009 that they could have appreciated what, like, Facebook would have had as impact over the last 10 years. And today, yeah, exactly. Right? And Twitter. Like, and, yeah. So, yeah, like, when you. Oh, read so, it, even in spite of the fact that it isn't really, it couldn't have even had awareness of what's that's all, it, but it's still core stuff that's worth listening to or reading, I guess. Yeah, I just, and, you know, when I read it in, like, 2017, 2018-ish, like, even then, I mean, the social stuff was, while, you know, while chugging along, it wasn't like it is today. 
but it was definitely, you know, keeping in mind that heavy on the social and, you know, remembering that even still today. But yeah, I would, I would say that book, you know, if, if you've never read it and you're looking to uh, grow your channel or your business or whatever, you know, it's, it's worth it. It definitely, um, it even, even if you think you can't learn anything, it offers a different perspective that at least is something to consider. Right on. Yeah. I appreciate that. And again, putting you on the spot because I didn't say I was going to ask any of that stuff. And I just thought it was an interesting way to add some dimension to the interviews or whatever. So appreciate letting me experiment a little bit and take almost two hours at this point. So why don't we do this? There's no other questions that came in. So I'll just say thanks again for joining us from everybody who's watching live or might be watching in the future. Um, you can go grab stuff from their Etsy, from the website. You can go check out their Instagram, which is fun. And every once in a while they put stuff on the YouTube. And then I'll just give you as much time as you want here to uh, say whatever you want, might want to say, and then we'll uh, chat off here. Um, well, I don't have that much to say. Just, uh, yeah, just check out our stuff. If you need business cards, banners, stickers, patches, wristbands, whatever, um, give us an email. And, you know, we always try to hook up the listeners. So let us know that you heard us here. Right on. Again, it's trying this, like, throwing people on the spot. So I appreciate, again, that you're being uh, flexible and willing to uh, let me do that. So then with that, we'll uh, throw the exit out of here. And thanks, everybody, for joining and listening. And Angelina offered the email before, but, again, you can contact them through any of the platforms there if you have questions or, uh, well, if you have questions, I guess. Thank you for supporting our projects. If you'd like to buy us a cup of coffee, check out our Patreon channel. The guys and gals at gunwebsites.com encourage you to take a CCW class every year, practice at least once a month, and carry every day. Thank you for watching gunwebsites.com. Oh, wait, do I have an Allen Anchor ad in here? I deleted them all. I deleted all my ads so I could put in my new promos. Oh, well, we'll end it.